Welcome to Connect Canyons, a podcast sponsored by Canyon School District. This is a show about what we teach, how we teach, and why. We get up close and personal with some of the people who make our schools great. Students, teachers, principals, parents, and more. We meet national experts, too. Learning is about making connections. So connect with us. Um, today, we're connecting with Kelly Redekin. She's an intervention specialist at the Canyon School District. Hello, Kelly. Thanks Hello. for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, tell me a little bit about intervention specialists, because I'm sure outside people are kind of like, what? Yeah, I'm mean? the prevention specialist. Prevention, see? Yes. I got prevention it wrong. specialist in the district office. So I'm over the Canyons Family Center, school-based mental health therapist, which is a great addition to our district. Um, I'm also over mental health screening nights and any suicide or substance abuse prevention. And all of those factors also encompass substance abuse, suicide prevention, and mental health supports within the school system as well. Super important area to be. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what we're talking about today is the mental health nights. Now, when will our mental health nights be and what are they? So last year we did um, one per quarter, but we're going to increase this year. So we're going to have seven opportunities to have mental health screening nights. The only months we will not do it are August, December, and May. The rest of the months we will have designated schools. And we try to pocket them um, in areas that can go to each one of our communities so it's so people don't feel like they have to travel too far, that they have an opportunity maybe at their own school or a school that's near their home. So we try to spread that out as well, and we'll have seven um, this year. And we send out in Parent Square any sort of information through school letters or information that goes out to families to sign up through our Calendly site, which is a link that the parents will get. And they can sign up for a time frame. Usually it's 30 to 60 minutes. They'll come in and check in. Um, and the parents complete a questionnaire while the students complete the Terrace Metric Survey, which is a, an assessment tool that we can address some mental health is issues for resiliency, anxiety, depression, substance abuse. So it covers a lot of factors. And then we'll get um, an instant score report, which kind of tells us where the kids are sitting mental health-wise as far as be, if they're at risk maybe for bullying or if they're at risk for suicide or at risk for depression or anxiety. So it will give us levels based on how the students answered those questions and where they sit at the end of the survey. And we get it immediately. So it's so great after the parents have completed a questionnaire about the concerns they have about their student and maybe recent issues that they've had or mental health issues they have or a diagnosis they already have and maybe they're not able to access or or even understand some of the supports we have in the district. Then they'll meet with a mental health screener with their student and themselves and the screener, which is usually one of our school counselors, school social workers, school psychs, any mental health support system we have within the school. They'll then meet individually with that family to go over some of the concerns that the parents have expressed and go over the score report because there may be some things that come out in the score repair report that the parents aren't even aware of. Um, so that brings some things to light of how to address those issues. And the other important thing we do is everyone that was screened this last school year 
almost half of those students were at risk for potential suicide or suicidal ideation. So the great thing is then we have an LCSW on site, or sometimes more than one, to go into the room also and do a Columbia screener to make sure that that, that student is safe to leave and what supports they might need if there is suicidal ideation or if they're in you know suicidal thought, then we definitely need to make sure that they're getting those needs addressed. Um, and then we give them community resources, the Canyons Family Center for intakes or counseling or courses, um, any supports that we can find for the family that will be helpful to them. A lot of families might not even know their school counselor, their school social worker, or all the things that we actually have available in our school system, one of them being school-based mental health. So we contract with Hopeful Beginnings, Project Connections, and Odyssey House. And 32 of our schools right now are covered with an external school-based mental health therapist where they can also be referred, since it's hard sometimes for families to get to a therapist outside of school, before school, after school, during school, it can be really difficult. So now we have the opportunity with school-based mental health to be able to refer those families within their school to really an outside agency. So it's like they're going to therapy, except for the kids just can check out of school, go down the hall, go to therapy, and come back, which has been a great resource for our families as well. So what grade range are we doing the screening for? Um, third grade through 12th. So the screener starts at third grade. We can still have, if a family was really concerned about a kindergarten through second grader, Terrace Metrics is a screening tool that we use, and they are starting to come up with a K through 2 screening tool as well. Right now it's 3rd through 12th, but I'd like to see that grow so we can help um, some of the families for the kindergartens through second graders. Now, kindergartens through second graders could still be referred within their school system to a school-based mental health therapist, or if they have any trauma or any issues that they've gone through in their early life, we can definitely address those issues and get the family support that they need. It's so hard as a parent, though, to know, like, <laughs> I find with my own children, um, okay, is this just normal anxiety, mm -hmm. or is this one when, when I have to intervene? Yes. Like, it, it really is hard to know mm -hmm. how to thread that needle of, okay, at what stage do I need to go to one of these screenings? Yes. What would you recommend for parents on Well, that? I think if you have any concerns or, you know, a lot of mental health um, has increased, you know, since COVID, and it's, and it's still a big factor, specifically anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation. So that's, you know, one of our biggest concerns and focuses. Um, but if parents are seeing any change in behaviors or something that just seems out of, you know, a general teenage angst or which is normal. And you might be seeing some of that. And on some days you think, oh my gosh, what is going on here? Um, but you kind of get a gut feeling if you know it's something outside of the normal scope. And some kids are, have a hard time maybe opening up about those feelings with their parents and they act out in different ways, but not are not expressing maybe what the real issues might be. And if you have any questions and your gut's telling you something different, I'd be the parent that would just sign up because it's an hour out of, you know, all of this time with your child just to get an idea and maybe things will be okay. And, and maybe it opens a line of communication or a conversation you can have, or somebody's helping you facilitate that conversation in the mental health screening night. So really you can't, I don't think you can go wrong. The only hard part I think with teenagers is maybe getting them to go. Yeah. 
I think parents sign them up and they want to go and they think it's a great idea, of course, because it's going to help them understand what their kids are going through that they might not be expressing. So the stigma behind mental health and students feeling like, well, I don't want to go do a screening. I, I don't, you know, that's the last thing I want to do. But once they get there, they realize that it it is something that could be helpful to them because they're answering questions that they might they might not even be aware of some of the issues that they are internally struggling with. So it could really be helpful. So it is kind of talking to your student about understanding it's okay. We're just trying to figure out if there's something else going on and how I can best help you, how your school can help you, and we can get you the supports you need if you feel like something's off in one way or another. How do you manage those conversations without pushing too hard? Because that, again, is another parent. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's one of those you don't want to push and cause a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is a difficult conversation to yeah. say, I'm seeing some things. How would you start a conversation like that with I would child? probably say something like that. Like, I've just noticed that, you know, maybe you're sleeping more than you normally have, or maybe, you know, you're, your eating habits have changed, or something is a little off, or you seem sadder than usual. And, um, you know, all our staff is QPR trained. That's question, persuade, refer, as far as suicidal um, thoughts. And one of their main points is it's okay to bring up the conversation even if they might push back at first because it opens a line of communication and even just easing into it maybe just saying you know I've noticed a couple of things and I just need you to let me know or how you feel about a B or C um, and there there's some opportunities if you feel like there's something more going on I can I'm happy to get you the help that you need or at least see if there's something that you might want to do and ease into that conversation. If you start that conversation, then maybe that gives them time to think about it a little bit because I understand what you're saying. If you push them too much, yeah. then they completely push back. There's been a, a little bit of a paradigm shift too because well, at least it seems for, that it used to be like, don't talk about it because if you plant the seed, you might actually yes. give them the idea. Yes. And you don't want to do that because we definitely don't. Because it is one of those strange social diseases that feels contagious. A hundred percent. So that fear as a parent of, like, I don't want to bring this up because I don't want to give them the idea. Yes. It's really hard to get over. So how do you... And I think you have to shift your mind a little bit because I think that there is that stigma that if you say something, it's going to plant a seed. But I think the seed that's going to be planted is, okay, my mom or dad or my you know, the guardian in my life has brought this up, that means maybe it's okay for me to talk about how I feel. If they feel that you're opening up about something and you have the willingness to listen um, to them, and I think that's one of the biggest things parents can do is to not give too much advice. Just listen to what they're telling you and, and try to take that in. And I don't think you can go wrong by asking your kids questions and it's not going to plant a seed. I just feel like it's going to open a line of communication, which is very important. I find often in my own parenting that I have to say, look, I don't know the answers mm -hmm. to a lot of things, which I think is okay to say to your kids. 100%. And I have had to say, I don't know the answers, but I, I sure will, the heck will find anybody that I can to help us with this. And maybe that's a way to go about it of, hey, you know, it's okay to ask for help. Yes. 
like there is no book on this. Well, there's a lot of books. Yes, there are. Yes, <laughs> not so on true. your specific situation. Yes. Though. So, um, what other advice would you give to parents to, to know how to navigate these mental screening, mental health screenings? Because that it there is there is shame still involved with mental yeah, health. Like, how do you deal with those issues in your home to say? Look, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not be okay. Yes. And it's okay to ask for help. So how do you teach that in your home? I, well, I just feel like an open line of communication and knowing that they can, you know, go to you. But it is paying attention and listening to what they're saying sometimes outside of we all go to that parent role. You know, this is what you should be doing. This is how you should be doing things. And I'm an adult. I've been through it. I get it. Um, but just understanding where where they are in their bubble. You know, right now, their bubble in, especially teenagers, you know, it's so encompassing just what's going on in their daily life or what's happening on their phone, which is such a scary tool sometimes, what they're exposed to with social media and all the ups and downs that go um, with that as well can be really difficult. So paying attention to that and maybe monitoring those things because that can be helpful to understand maybe some of the things that they're dealing with. Like I, as a parent, when I had a teenager, I went on Snapchat and I was on Instagram so that I could understand the bigger picture and understand what they were talking about when they were just, you know, discussing some of those things and have learned even more of all these new apps that I think parents aren't even aware of some of those things. And we went to a great conference with the governor all about social media and mental health. And there's all these new apps that are sort of hidden that are linked through things. And um, I have some great resources for that that they, that they gave us at that um, conference that I thought were really beneficial for parents to understand um, for the health and wellness of your children and understanding the big picture and maybe what they're faced with and exposed to. Just understanding where they're coming from and where they are and how to best approach. And you know your kids better than anyone. You, If you had three kids, you're going to approach each one of those kids probably differently because their personalities are usually so different. So it's just understanding them and where they come from and how you best have communicated with them in the past because they don't all communicate the same. And I'm embarrassed to admit, I've worked for the district now for seven years, and I didn't know all the things that are available to parents. I, I've worked for the district and I have kids in the district mm-hmm. and I didn't know all the resources that are available. So where is the first place for a parent to start? You have concerns. Mm-hmm. and But you don't often think, okay, I'm going to go to the school for... Like, I, my kid's sad. Yeah. But you don't think, I'm going to get the school involved. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm the only parent that thinks that way, but like you... Think okay, I and a lot of times it's really overwhelming when you, mm-hmm. when your kid is struggling. Um, it, it's really hard to know. Okay, where do I go next? I like, I know that they're not doing well in school right now because that usually is hand in hand with when they're struggling mentally. But you don't think of going to the school. So where do you start with your kids? Well. I think a lot of families, even families that have shown up to our mental health screening nights, are not even aware of their supports in their school. So you could go to your school social worker, your school counselor. I usually say start with the school counselor if you wanted to, you know, get somebody involved with the school. Now, some families, after they've gone to mental health screening, they want to use some of the outside resources and they maybe don't want to be involved um, with the school. That's okay as well. But you have 
people within the school where you could make referrals maybe to school-based mental health. And then you're connecting with the outside agency but still linking through the school. And the school still may be involved with maybe the supports that you might need. Um, or you can call our district office, call student services in um, the district office, and we could certainly lead you exactly to the supports you might need. And our first thing might be, how about taking some classes at our Canyons Family Center, because we focus on anxiety and anger management and substance abuse education, and um, we do intakes and counseling. So that could be a way to ease into it and then to see what could be helpful um, a lot of parenting classes as, as well for anxiety and ADHD, and we'll probably be increasing parenting classes there also. So that's also supporting our students and parents. So you could start there. That then could lead to a mental health screening night or maybe mental health screening nights where you start, and then we give you some opportunities and avenues to do that. So you could start with the school. You could start with the district and student services to find out where we could best lead you so you could get the best support. Um, or just jump to Canyon's Family Center or the possibility of maybe referral for school-based mental health as well. So this is a difficult one. What if you have a friend of your, of your child that you're seeing these things in and you don't really feel comfortable that they're going to get the supports from home? What is the best route then? So I feel like there's some great resources out there. 988 is a suicide like helpline, but also SafeUT. And all of our schools have implemented SafeUT, and most of the kids have that um, accessible on their phones or an app that they can link to. It's a way to anonymously reach out that goes to the admin at the school and to student services if you are really concerned. Let's say you had um, one of your children's friends was maybe had some suicidal thought or you had seen a text where they said something concerning, you could anonymously text the safe UT line and it goes straight to that school and then they might meet with that student to address the issues that came up. So if you're uncomfortable doing that, like calling the other parent about maybe concerns that you have, there's different avenues you can take to, like peers can do that to put in some tips to the tip line or an adult could do the same thing to get that out there so at least the school got the information and they could keep an eye out on that student. Perfect. Is there anything else that you would like people to know about the mental health screenings and the things that are offered through the district? For we just would love people to, um, you know, even if your concerns are small, it doesn't hurt to go through the screening. It's, it's such a simple process, but yet there are so many things out there that I think parents are unaware of. Um, or things that could help support them even in parenting as well, that it, it's just maybe you could destigmatize the whole process of mental health and focusing on that and, and giving yourself some opportunities, parents and students, to come to these nights. I know it can be hard at night for um, families, you know, to shut down a little bit or it's dinner time, there's all these activities and everyone's so busy, but you know, as long as you're healthy, healthy, happy, you know, and, and doing well in school, that's okay. But a lot of people need extra support right now. So it, it can only help. It can't hurt to have more information and more information to help you and your student thrive and do as well as they can. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Today thank and you. Getting the message out there so we can help as many people as possible and so that we know what resources are out there. Because they don't help if you don't know they if exist. they don't know, exactly. So if anyone wants to contact me at kelly.redican at canyonsdistrict.org, 
I'm happy to help assist or get them um, in the right direction as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connect Canyons. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Canyons District or on our website, canyonsdistrict.org.